0: What an exalted privilege that we have again, that we may assemble together as God's family, offer our praise and our worship unto His holy name. That song that we just sang, if we allow the Lord to reign in us and control us, that solves the multitude of our problems, doesn't it? Brother Jay's been awful busy this week, which we appreciate, so he asked for some help. He asked me to take his place this morning. I can't take his place. I wanted to hear him. I love to hear Jay preach. But I hope to share some things with you that you will find helpful today. First of all, I want to say to you mothers, have a good day. Thank you for making so many of the men in this audience fathers. And they have a special today that's been set aside by our government to honor fathers. So we're going to talk about fathers a while. Some of the young men said before we started, they're afraid I was going to scorch them one way or the other. And I said, I don't think so this time. Got a little different plan. I have a great example for every one of us as fathers to follow. Not me, not one of the elders, not a human being that we may follow because we're all imperfect. We all have our shortcomings. We all make our mistakes. But I have an example for all of us this morning. Jesus said when he taught the disciples to pray, he said, our Father, which art in heaven... That's the one we look to as our perfect example for some things for us to think about this morning. The first thing that I want to call your attention about God is that he is a God of love. Sometimes we think it's humiliating to talk about love. But it's not. It's uplifting and it's who we ought to be. As fathers. Jesus is our perfect example. The passage that all of the world knows. John 3 and verse number 16 tells us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The next verse says for God. Sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Too many times we want to condemn those that are lost in sin and ungodliness. But God loves them. He loved them enough to give Jesus his son to die that agonizing death upon the cross that they might be saved. We need to talk about the love of God. In the book of 1 John chapter 4, beginning at verse number 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Herein is love, Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sin. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. So when we think about the great story of love, nothing is greater and better than the fact that we should be individuals that love one another. God loved us, so we ought to love one another. We as fathers need to follow That example. In Proverbs chapter 17 and verse number 6 says, Children's children are the crown of all men, and the glory of children are their fathers. It's amazing sometimes to watch some of these young children. They want to sit by daddy, they want daddy's affection. And fathers likewise return that thought. thought. He said, fathers are the glory of children. Sometimes watch the children as they are with their fathers. A normal, natural occurrence that they love their daddies. Because daddy loves them. In Proverbs 20 and verse number 7 says, The just man walketh in his integrity. The children arise and call are blessed after him. If we don't get our love for our children right, fathers, it doesn't make any difference what else we do. We've lost the battle to start with. We need that great love. And as we think about God and his relationship to us today, God is concerned. Sometimes I think we get in the habit of just living our life and we don't think that no one cares. God cares, and I want to emphasize that this morning. He is concerned about every one of you to this degree. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew, the 10th chapter. He said, are there two sparrows? sold for a farthing, and one of them shall fall on the ground without your father? He said, but the very hairs of your head are numbered. Fear you not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. How many hairs do you have on your head? Have you ever counted them? He said, God knows. If God knows that insignificant fact about us, Don't you think he knows what we need? When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said, your father knows you have need of all these things. So he said, there's not any use for a great long speech. When he taught his disciples to pray, you know, it was about that long in our book, a very short example that we pray unto our father. Notice in Hebrews chapter 13, beginning at verse number 5, he said, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, who has said? God hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, And I shall not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. We have a lot of brethren in this congregation that have stood in this pulpit and spoken unto us the word of God. They exemplify Jesus Christ to the best of their ability, and he said, you follow their faith considering the end of their manner of life. What is the end of their manner of living? He said, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. We follow Jesus Christ. And we as fathers need to follow this example and be concerned with our children. Proverbs 22 and verse number 6 Here's one that we don't get. He said, train up a child in the way that he should go. And then we get to the last part of it and we begin to question it. The adverb or the admonishment was, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Oh, we see others that fall away, so we don't want to do what we need to do. Train up your child. Proverbs 29 and verse number 15 said, The rod and reproof give wisdom. You want your child to grow up to be a dummy? Then withhold correction from them, and that's exactly what you're going to get. Because he said, A child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. We are living in a time that correction, discipline is disregarded and we need it so desperately. Fathers, there's one thing that I want to say, and this is kind of off the cuff if you don't mind. In America today, there are three million children abducted and misused abused and killed their blood is drank their flesh is eaten it's burned in sacrifice to the devil be cautious about your children and and I just needed to say that fathers we've got a lot of young children in this congregation and we are so proud of you And them. When we got the new directory the other day, I sat down and counted from zero to ten. Guess how many children we have in that age bracket? Sixty six, if I didn't miss any of them. Have 29 teenagers. We have the greatest blessing in children that you could ever hope for. But fathers, just be cautious. Next point I want to consider is that God teaches his children. A passage that we quote so often in Second Timothy 3 and verse number 16 said, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Do you realize that what that verse is telling us? This is God speaking to us. He corrects us. He guides us. He gives us exactly what He needs, what He wants us to have, what we need. He teaches us. So what do we do as fathers to follow that example? Ephesians 6 and verse number 4 said, And you fathers... Provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. I know we hammer some of these verses over and over and over, but the rearing of a child is a process. It's not a one-time shot. They're going to be in your home for a little while, and then they're going to be gone. They're going to be on their own. Now is our time with our children. It was said of Abraham and his children in the book of Genesis chapter 18. The Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him, listen, he said, for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the lord to do justice and judgment that the lord may bring upon abraham that which he has spoken of him abraham pleased god how that he would rear his children and bring them up to fear the lord that's the only way that we as fathers can do with our children like abraham did Proverbs chapter 17, chapter 1 and verse 7 to 9 said, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. He said, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. You keep the law of the Lord, children, and it's going to be a great, glorious thing for you, just like an ornament on your head or a chain around your neck. Beauty to do the will of God. In the book of Deuteronomy, we have read many times in chapter 6, beginning at verse number 4, he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thy heart. God speaking to the fathers of Israel, he said, These words need to be in your heart first. Why? And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Brethren, it's not any good for us to know the will of God unless we pass it on to the next generations. That's what God expects of us. And he said, thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. We have many opportunities as we have children in the home to talk to them, to teach them, to confirm the Word of God. To the children, in the book of Proverbs chapter 4, beginning at verse number 1, he said, Hear, you children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding." For I give you a doctrine, forsake you not my law, for I was my father's son, tender, and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also, and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. A father speaking to his son, listen, listen, listen. We must instruct our children in the way that they should go. How else are they going to know God? God corrects his children. Here's a touchy subject today. Do you correct children or do you just let them run wild? Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 11, he said, My son despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. God chastens his children. Do you think we're smarter than God? Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12. I want to begin reading at verse number 5. He said, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he Do you think that God chastens His people today? Surely He directs our footsteps. Surely He directs us when we make a mistake. Correct it. Repent. Move on. He said, if you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers. Then he said, you're bastards and not sons. You're an illegitimate child if you don't listen to the correction that God gives. Furthermore, we have had fathers of the flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. He said, Now no chastening, for the present seemed to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards it it yieldeth a peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Correction guides us in the right way, and God corrects His children. So that leads us as fathers to follow that example. I said, we're living in a time that correction is ignored, that it is out of step, that that's not the thing that you do. Discipline was taken out of our school system several years ago. And look at the results today. Now they're crying, do away with the police system. They don't want to be corrected. They don't want nobody to watch over them and care for them. Are we smarter than God? People need to be corrected. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 13. He said, withhold not correction from the child... For if thou beatest him with a rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with a rod and shall deliver his soul from hell. If we don't correct our children and direct them in the right way, he said, they're hell bound and hopeless. It's that important. Proverbs 22 and verse number 15, he said, Foolishness is abound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction drives it far from him. Proverbs 19 and verse 18 said, Chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul despair for his cry. Do you believe in correction? I've had people say, No, I don't whip my children. Well, shame on you. Proverbs 13 and verse 24 said, He that spareth his rod hateth his son a child needs correction but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes we love our children we want them to grow up to be good citizens and kingdom followers then the rod of correction directs our steps Lastly, I want to talk about God to be honored. In the book of Romans, chapter 15, I want to begin reading at verse number 5. He said, Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like minded, one toward another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth. Glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore receive ye one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, for this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. And again he saith, Rejoice, ye Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and him all, and laud him, all ye people. We are to praise God. We are to glorify God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 20 said, You are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Our lives are to glorify the Father. Peter said, If any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Children today, fathers are to be honored. Ephesians chapter 6, first three verses says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Honor father and mother. They deserve it. Proverbs twenty eight and verse number seven whoso keepeth the law is a wise son. But he that is companion of righteous men shameth his father. Walk in the way that you need to go, children, to glorify and honor your father and mother upon this earth. All you fathers, continue in the role that God has given you. You are the head of a family. Act like it. Be the example. Be the guiding force. Be the spiritual leader that we need to be as fathers. We're living in a time that diminishes the father and say, Ah, we don't need them. God started the family a man and a woman to rear children. It's a working together process fear God and keep his commandments and teach your family to do the same and God will be glorified I want to close with a verse of scripture that we use often but I want you to think about it maybe a little different this morning in Matthew 28 and verse number 20 Jesus said teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Fathers, if we cannot teach our children, how are you going to walk out there on the street and teach a complete stranger? Teach your family the way of the Lord. And may God bless you. The song of invitation has been selected if there's one in this audience that has a need today. It's your invitation from God to make it right. The brethren stand to help you. Will you come while together we stand and sing.